0: This is. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro
1: Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Credit like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. We
0: Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by
1: Pro Wrestling
2: Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by. Pro Wrestling fans, make sure you check us out over on Spotify and wherever else you may be listening to the podcast. Visit markinout.com. give us a follow over on Twitter. Also check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, and buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Make sure you also check us out over on Twitch, but most important, TikTok. That is right. Check us out over on TikTok. But that being said, I am one of your hosts, Dave, The Rave,
0: and I am here with Brandon and Chris. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. Chris is not here right now.
2: (laughs) Yes, do not be confused, but he's going to be on the podcast at some point.
0: Did you say episode 630?
2: There you go, episode 630. So Brandon... How
0: are you? Still awesome as always. There you go. Also, goes, if you go uh, if you go to prowrestlingtees.com dot slash marking out, use the code madness twenty three to get twenty percent off up until Monday. So if you're listening past Monday, sorry. Nice, nice. So, how was your week? It was okay. Why is that? Nah, you know, I didn't do that much. I made some cucumber tomato salad with red onion and I had cauliflower, so I threw that in. It's pretty good. That uh, sounds interesting. I went to a local burger place that I went to once before during COVID, like during I think it was like 2021. Mhm. I just need to remember that the food's just not worth it though. <laughs> yeah. Like the burger, the burger's decent, but it's way too small. The fried pickles were spicy for some reason.
2: Where was this again?
0: Just a local joint.
2: Okay. And uh, the French fries. You're not going to throw them under the bus?
0: No, I don't need to do that. The French fries I thought were good though, but.
2: Okay. And then I went Some place is okay.
0: I will throw this next place kind of under the bus though. Okay. I went to Cheesecake Factory in Westbury for the first time in a while. And it seems like the quality's just gone down. And I know that they're in the process of like, like the very, very, very beginning stage of rebuilding the source backup. But it seems like it's never going to be what it once was. And right now it's like, it's still beyond empty inside that mall. But our waiter was telling us like, Mm -hmm. they weren't supposed to give full like pads of butter. So they gave us like two halves, which was so weird. And then even when I That's... asked for ketchup, I ordered uh, the sliders. Uh-huh. And I asked for ketchup. Normally, I thought ketchup would come with it. But they the guy was like, oh, I'm only allowed to give you one at a time.
2: That sounds crazy. Talk about cutting down one. costs.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. And it's only like, I mean, I've been to the other cheesecakes around. So it's not like mm-hmm. they're not doing that. And it's also weird they have the uh, they took off the, the chicken sliders from this menu.
2: Oh man, cheesecake factory, you're slipping.
0: No no, cheesecake factory in the source in Westbury, you're slipping.
2: I don't know. Let's call them the, all. The out.
0: sliders, the the chicken sliders are still on the other menus on the other all at the other cheesecake factories. Uh huh. So I don't know what's going on at this cheesecake factory, but I t- really don't wanna made me not want to go back there anytime soon.
2: Bam roasted. There you go. You lost a customer.
0: Well, to the source one. I'm still to the source. Cheesecake for life. You know. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> but how was uh, how was your week? You went to San Diego. Yes, my week was awesome.
2: The went 619. to San. Yeah, six one nine. Um So it was awesome. I went to San Diego for the entire week for a apta. CSM, which is a physical therapy convention, pretty much the uh, Comic-Con for physical therapy Boy. Uh, in Except the Except it probably doesn't
0: smell there, no?
2: No, no, people do <laughs> use deodorant. People do use deodorant here, so it is very uh, a lot better than Comic-Con. Was this your first uh, time that in fact, California? This was my first time in California, correct. First time in California. Oh. So I landed and... Um, Me and my friend, we had some food. Then the next day, ended up going to San Diego Zoo. Checked out the Komodo dragons, finally. Saw a Tasmanian
0: devil eating
2: animal. Yeah, I saw a Tasmanian devil, a Komodo dragon. And it was just awesome. It was really a good time. Um, And then ended up going to Balboa Park. And from there, went over to Coronado Island for some dinner, which was uh, nice. Went with my friend to go grab some uh, Mexican food. Did you Mexican have to a cuisine. Boat or
0: something? Huh? you take a boat or something to that?
2: No, no, just a bridge. Coronado Bridge oh. from San Diego to Coronado Island. Um, it was really an awesome time. Got to go onto the beach, and it was just unbelievable just very very beautiful I loved it it was very for the amount of work that I was about to do and my friend for the entire week this was just an incredible moment to just really look at the waves and breathe and I feel like that's something that I don't do enough and probably people listening to this show don't do enough sometimes it's just difficult with everything taking place to just stop and to just breathe Um, so I took a few moments to myself on the beach just to kind of take it all in um, because I was there at the convention to work. So this was one of the few moments where I actually had where I just wasn't going to be disturbed by anybody or anything. And it was really calming, really necessary. Um, Then for two days, I took a leadership course uh, for 15 hours of continuing education, which was on Tuesday and Wednesday. And that was incredible. That was really eye-opening for a lot of things on uh, building up characteristics of a leader, recognizing working with a team, um, and just a lot of things that break it down. But it was an incredible experience. Something that I took away was something called a mindful stop, which I'm going to put into uh, play, where just once again, got to slow down and put a stop to things before reacting, taking a few deep breaths. Um, you don't then, already do that? Not, not really, not really. You know, sometimes I tend to go, go, go. I thought Um, you were
0: all about goose frabba,
2: goose Fraba, You know, (laughs) I sometimes I speak a big game. You know, sometimes I I, don't get me wrong. I am all for positive motivation, positive positive reinforcement. But sometimes you just need to just calm down. You need to stop and think before you react. You need to take a few deep breaths, process what's taking place, and then respond. (laughs) That's a a Taylor Swift lyric. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Definitely intentional. Um, No. Um, But then we started the convention. Oh, so that one of those nights we ended up going to the old spaghetti factory, which was uh, really good. What is that, Um, a restaurant? It was a restaurant. I think it's a franchise, but I'm not too sure. I think it's more so a West Coast kind of a thing. I didn't look it up yet. Uh, But, yeah, I went to the Old Spaghetti Factory because they had vegetarian options on the menu, and my friends are vegetarian. Um, Also went to, let's see, went to uh, Petco Park. Saw (laughs) that from the outside. I thought you were going to say... um...
0: I don't know what Pepe or something. I thought you were going to say Don Pepe actually, but that Don Pepe. (laughs)
2: Um, no, no, no Don Pepe. Um, went to that. I'm not sure. I don't know, but then went to a, a lecture in the evening for Wednesday, then we kicked off the convention and we had a booth for uh, NPTE Final Frontier, which is a review course for the NPTE exam, which is the licensure exam for physical therapists and PTAs, so we had a booth over there and it was just incredible, just meeting prospective students, meeting alumni, meeting faculty, professors, I saw some of my own professors, um, meeting a lot of people that I know from social media, and it was just an unbelievable experience in the evenings. And I took advantage to some of these events for the nightlifes. One of them I got shot out of, which sucks. They were having an event on the USS Midway, um, which is like a, an old battleship that they have um, a bunch of old school um, planes and stuff like that on there. So kind of like the Intrepid. So, I tried to get onto that. I had a ticket, but they ended up shutting it down like only an hour into the event because they were they either hit their quota or they were getting a little bit worried. You know they host uh
0: wrestling tournaments on that, I believe, really I believe so. Well, that's pretty cool. I think for I, I did uh, NCAA. hear the... yeah, Also, by the way some
2: uh, uh basketball there. Pepe's uh-huh. is still open oh there you go um. <laughs> Then another event that I went to was we had a mixer at the Hard Rock Cafe, which was incredible once again, just seeing people, uh, familiar faces and prospective students. Was there and food on that? It was, Yes, there was food. I can't recall what the food was. I was just taking bites because... I was so I was there working, you know. It so wasn't I'm like not a, really there. A, a sitting. Sit down though, right? It was just like pass
0: around, or what they do there.
2: It it was more of a pass around. It was more so we had a room. It wasn't like a sit down. It was more so right. we had a room with a bunch of tables where people could sit at. It was like an hors d'oeuvres kind of a setting, kind sliders? of an hors setting. Yeah, they had sliders and open bar and stuff like that. But I didn't get to, to take advantage of that stuff because I was just trying to interact with all of the people that were there so once again it was just more work where i was trying to go to every single table to find out how they found out about us what they're uh what they're doing here what their interests are uh trying to engage with all of them um and it was an just amazing like it's really cool like i'm at this at the booth and i'm having students want to come up and take pictures with me that's weird and, like yeah, legit. <laughs> like they're coming up to me and saying, "Can we take a picture with you?" My my classmates won't believe that that I met. That's you. funny.
0: Or like Look and some well.
2: yeah, some of them are like, "Can I?" Some of them come over and they're like, "I have a very weird request. Can you re- can you record my friend a video?" Please? Are you serious? One hundred percent. Oh my
0: god, Dave the 100%. rock star.
2: And I'm like, did I'm they ask like, for
0: pictures with you? Yeah, and yeah, autographs had, or no, no autographs. No
2: autographs, no autographs. But people were asking for pictures with me, and they were asking me to record videos for their friends and for them. Uh, <laughs> what for kind themselves. of videos?
0: Like, hey, this is Dave.
2: Pretty much, more so like a cameo video for like motivation.
0: Hey, this is um, Dave and Cameron. You can do it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, hey,
2: like I like somebody had me record a video for, uh, uh. It was just a bunch of, like, things. And it was just really surreal and unbelievable and humbling. And I loved it. It was just, yeah, it was definitely weird having people come up to me and ask to take pictures with me. And, like, if I wasn't at the booth, I would come back and... I would have like one of my friends be like, yeah, somebody was just at the booth. A few people came by wanted to take a picture with you, but we said that you weren't here yet. That's like that so you crazy. stepped that you stepped away for uh for food. Yeah, like I was walking at the convention at one point and somebody like they like recognized me. They're like, "Oh, you're David from Final Frontier. here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." They're, "Could I take a picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Like it's so surreal. And I have so much appreciation and love for each and every person that does do that and that uh, maybe doesn't do that but does utilize Final Frontier or speaks to me uh, at some point. It Really, it, I love it. It means a lot to me. It's my passion. I love helping all these students. Um, but overall, this was an incredible trip. It rejuvenated me. It was refreshing. Um, I... I feel like I have a solid vision and I have to recreate my vision plan and philosophy a little bit more for like a mission statement for myself. But it was an amazing trip. Going back. I cannot wait for the next one. Going back to the old
0: spaghetti factory. Yes. I feel like you would have brought it up. Had you done so. Did you sit in a Mm -hmm. trolley car by any chance? No, I did not sit in a trolley car. Was there there like a, a trolley car in the restaurant or no? Because I see some do, some don't.
2: I don't recall. I don't recall. I didn't really explore the place. Um, It was more so like just go and sit down.
0: Prior to this trip, what's the furthest west you've been?
2: Uh, Nevada. Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah, Las Vegas was probably the furthest. And now San Diego. I actually got to get into the uh, Pacific Ocean. You know, from and, from
0: Boston Harbor to Pacific Ocean, <laughs> right?
2: right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I loved it. I am so grateful. If anybody listening is a uh, prospective physical therapist or PTA physical therapist ass- assistant, you know, hit me up. But yeah, no. And I if you want personalized
0: videos, it. hit us up. Marking out one at gmail dot com.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um on the airplane what does a little downer was uh heading back from california to new york my tv was broken
0: did you call JetBlue?
2: i did they only they gave me fifteen dollars
0: in that stupid what's it called credit right
2: yeah mm. yeah fifteen dollar credit and i'm like yeah but you know i i ended up falling asleep it actually went a lot quicker um to leave uh, so I fell asleep but going there I did watch Black Panther Wakanda Forever I watched the Amazing Super Pets the one with the rock and Kevin Hart yeah I watched that and then I watched an episode of Young Rock mm. and I played some Sudoku on the comp- on the uh, plane you might be the only person to play video games still on
0: the plane like that
2: yeah I was wondering if anybody's like I, I beat the first and the beginners and medium really quickly, but then the the hard one, it sucked because I got to the fine like I thought I broke through and then I had that breakthrough moment. I was just like, oh yes, there, 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 there's, and then I'm like, okay, good, I'm all done, and then I noticed that I had like a five in, I had like two fives in one line, and I'm like, damn, I've never, I never, so done I couldn't a defeat
0: Sudoku it before. It gets tough. but Also, yeah, uh, no. I remember the days of traveling JetBlue where they'd have like trivia and you would mm. play against other passengers. I don't think they have that anymore, though. No, I don't think anymore. But,
2: yeah, so it was just incredible. Ended up going to the New Children's Museum for an event, uh, a fundraising event as well. And I cannot wait for the next... The next one, you know, next year it's going to be in Boston, Massachusetts. So Boston Harbor, here I come. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that is my week and that was Brandon's week. But let's get on to the week in sports entertainment, pro wrestling talk. Here is Monday Night Raw.
0: Monday Night Nitro. Opening up with Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Where Jimmy addressed the rumors of the in-house fighting of the bloodline. And he's like, but family does that all the time. It's normal. And then Sammy chance broke out, which I think worked very much so in favor for this, this segment where Jimmy was able to mention it. And he was like, if you come for the bloodline, you come for all of us. Or if you come for one member, you come for all of us. And then Mm -hmm. Jimmy went out and then uh, challenged anyone in the back and the street profits came out for the match which it seemed like was already going to be a thing because commenta- mm-hmm. uh, commentary knew that it was about to be a match. Um, yeah. But the Street Profits made fun of Jay, basically, for not being there. And then they brawled, and it led into their match where the Bloodline won. I don't know it was a good match. I feel like... Yeah. The only thing I didn't really like from this was the ending where Jimmy, I feel like, was in the, the, the ring too long after he had tagged out. Uh huh. I feel like the ref didn't do enough to try to get him out of the ring, knowing Solo Sokoa was the legal person. But the bloodline... I feel like they
2: don't do that enough at times.
0: In WWE, I feel like we see that a lot more, but... Uh-huh. But here, it just wasn't going. Nah. Yeah. But the Street Profits uh, got jumped afterwards by the bloodline, and... Uh, They had the chair wrapped around Montez Ford's neck in the corner right before Solo was going to do the the running hip attack. Kevin Owens came out out of nowhere, made the save. So Kevin Owens, like he said to Sami Zayn, he's not done with the bloodline. And then later on, Baron Corbin was about to be interviewed, immediately gets interrupted so they can move over to Kevin Owens. And they asked what, about what he did to Jimmy and and solo and Kevin Owens. Like, I don't, I just don't care about consequences anymore. It's the bloodline who need to worry about the consequences and he doesn't want or need anybody else's help to take down the bloodline. So we're eventually going to see that mega powers moment. I feel like,
2: I mean, I think it's only a matter of time till we see that mega power moment just to like boost up to everything, especially with WrestleMania right around the corner.
0: Yeah, very much so. Right around the corner, it's like a month away.
2: Yeah. And then you you see all the news about them kicking it down to uh, uh, shorter cards too now, right? No. Or at least that's the rumor. The rumor is that they're uh, the apparent. The rumor is they're cutting down the number of matches per night, which honestly I'm okay with. I always say that I get tired, fatigued. By the long events, so if they give like a single match longer, more time, I would be okay with that. What about you?
0: But as opposed to what, like, what was instead
2: of having instead of having so many matches jam well, like last
0: year, we had seven, and then I guess technically nine. Nah,
2: yeah, that's the thing. I'm fine yeah, with like, like really five. seven and eight, but I would go like five to six matches. Like each one gets like. <sighs> maybe 20 minutes each 15 to 20 minutes I don't
0: know how you justify that for the price hmm like I feel like I mean because five is really like a takeover to me Mm-hmm. okay so, I can hear you so I don't know how they would cut it down to five especially when other WrestleManias it's like when we've had the double nights it's been really like seven seven WrestleMania 36 obviously had more because they had more time to do things. Mm-hmm. It was the first of its kind. We didn't know how it was going to ultimately work that way. Yeah. That's true. So... That's true. But after that, we had the VIP lounge where we were supposed to see Brock Lesnar be the guest, but he showed up first. And then MVP showed up and, and said that... That... Um... He was just like very, very worried with Brock Lesnar there. And Brock's like, my beef's not with you. And he told MVP to sell him on a match at WrestleMania with Omos, which is rumored to be a Vince McMahon match. Mm -hmm. And MVP basically sets it up and Brock accepts the challenge and he wanted to toast to the match. And MVP's like, if it's okay with you, I'll use the champagne. And Brock's like, Use this, basically giving him the flask that he drank from, and yeah, he's like,
1: "This
2: is this is my white lightning."
0: Yeah, he made him drink from the flask, and uh, MVP ends up spitting it in Brock's face, and I almost didn't think that was gonna happen, and I'm very glad mm. it did because I thought it was funny, and I thought because when he took the drink, I was like, "He has to spit it in Brock's face," and then there was like yeah. a beat where he wasn't doing it, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not gonna happen," and then boom, it, it happened. So I still really nah, don't took- get Brock versus almost, but.
2: I don't know. Apparently, this was a Vince McMahon idea well, that's because what said before. yeah, because Brock turned down a match with Bray Wyatt.
0: I would also turn down a match with Bray Wyatt though, because it's like, I I don't think Brock is gonna go out at WrestleMania and lose. Yeah, and I feel like if you're facing Bray Wyatt, you have to be at least open to the paranormal stuff and take that loss.
2: That is very true, and and honestly, let's face it, the Bray Wyatt matches they're all hype. I haven't seen a Bray Wyatt match in a long time actually live up to the hype. Well, I mean, we haven't seen I mean, I'm I'm talking even back then, you know, it's it's we haven't seen Bray Wyatt matches live up to the hype since oh god, Wyatt Family maybe. I don't
0: know. I mean, before, I think cuz uh, I feel like his WrestleMania match like there was a lot involved in that against Randy Orton, but I thought overall I enjoyed that match from my memory. I could be from, completely mistaken, but from from my memory, with Alexa Bliss and up, everyone involved, like that was—I don't
2: know—from my memory, it didn't live up to expectations with with Randy Orton. I don't know with
0: I because I, I I feel like I remember liking that Alexa Bliss stuff where she was like bleeding or the black stuff was running down her head.
1: I think she I was, like, know. on
0: the ground and transferred up to, like, the Jack in the Box or whatever. Yeah.
2: It's one of those things where... I don't know. I guess it really depends on who you're talking with,
0: but... It, <laughs> I it, don't remember the Firefly Inferno match. I remember, obviously, that The Fiend got, like, burned alive.
2: I mean, let's... I mean, honestly, the you could say that the, the match with John Cena, that was incredible, but... But would you consider that a pro-wrestling match? I mean, it no, was more of a I cinematography. So.
0: Yeah. Huh? No, it wasn't. It was literally, it was the cinematic match.
2: Yeah, it was more of cinematography. But before, besides that, I mean, I really think that it could have been a, a white family match that was really the most memorable. And it's funny that Which something that like something sake. that
0: was brought up recently when, uh, when Roman Reigns... Like past that nine hundred day as champion, mm-hmm. I believe. I don't know if it was Bray Wyatt who tweeted saying, saying it, or if it was Braun Strowman, and then like the like whoever it was first, the other one um, responded mm-hmm. to it, and they were like, "Well, I wonder who he beat to to win that title." And it was it was nah. the fiend He beat technically, and Braun Strowman. It was a triple threat match at Payback. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know The, the, no. I think certainly we could say the, the swamp fight wasn't. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Let's face it. Yeah. It I was very unfortunate. Yeah.
2: But, um, I agree.
0: Yeah. So that match taking place at WrestleMania right now is, as like official official. I don't know. I don't, I mean, that's what they say. I think so. Uh, after that, we saw Cody Rhodes pick up the victory over Chad Gable. And it's like week after week. You just go into these knowing that Chad Gable's going to lose. He's facing Cody. So there's like even more. So you can't expect me to believe he's going to win. But the match mm-hmm. itself, I think this was the best match on Monday Night Raw. The first minute by itself, I thought was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree the spot, with you. I, the spot I think of that the this night. Is... go on. It... No, yeah, say it. The spot of the night. I think was the disaster kick being reversed into that German suplex mid air. Oh wow! Um, okay. So... Uh, obviously, I think you were going to go for so... the uh, the Cody Cutter, maybe. Yeah. One of the best yeah, Cody no, Cutters we've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, just the selling of
0: of um... Chad Gable. Gable has been incredible and i also liked the the aspect in this match with otis where um gable tried to get otis involved but he was distracted with i can only assume women just staring out into the audience and then at one point we had that like the comedy spot where cody puts his arm around otis he was like talking to him about them and then otis like like snaps out of it and then Cody sends him over the barricade. I just thought it was a brilliant spot over there.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a confusing spot.
0: Uh, confusing, it was though definitely... why?
2: So I was just confused because like Otis being a heel and everything like that and then I don't know. It was a confusing spot,
0: but a funny spot. And then later on we saw Maxine ask Otis to impress her in a match and he was excited to do so. Mm. I feel like, I mean, we could talk about that right now, I guess. He obviously Might ended well. up, uh, he ended up losing Yeah, to Johnny Gargano. And it was, uh, the weird part was him coming out with the maximum male models. Mm. But they got involved behind the referee's back and Dexter Loomis showed up to help. And uh, Gargano won quickly after that, so. He had the the modified one final beat to the apron, which I thought was nice. And then he did another one into the ring, the normal Mm -hmm. one final beat. So it's like, I would like to have Otis and Chad Gable actually win matches. Uh, And I also don't want to see the Alpha Academy break up. And I keep saying that over and over again. I know you're probably fine with that.
2: Um, you know, they had a great run. They really really did have a great run. Unfortunately, I feel like they were never given the opportunity to hit that peak where we knew that they were at. I don't I, so,
0: I don't know cuz they were tag team champions and I think that was like unexpected when they won the titles to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was very unexpected. I think that having
2: a having them split would be cool because I do want to see what Gable can do.
0: I think that's going to be awesome. But then like does he go into like the the baby face category or what? Cuz you got to remember a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago at this point, Otis and Gable were getting cheered. Yeah. While they were still actively being heels. Mhm. So I just want more for Chad Gable and Otis. I want both I want to see them both win.
2: Yeah. After that match Same. with
0: uh with Cody though, Cody spoke and said that he's yet to stand in the same ring with Roman Reigns even, his opponent. I don't mm-hmm. even think he said Roman Reigns. So he said he'll get uh. he'll be going to SmackDown, so I'll talk more about that in a moment. Later on, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman spoke about Cody confronting Roman Reigns on SmackDown, and Kathy corrected Paul Heyman and said that Cody never actually said he's going to be there to confront Roman Reigns. And Paul said that either Cody goes to SmackDown and confronts Roman or go to SmackDown and be confronted by Roman Reigns. So. I'm looking forward to it. And then speaking of SmackDown, the Judgment Day, they had a little promo thing, and Dominic and Rhea Ripley said that they're going to SmackDown, so I'll talk more about that, obviously. And then Finn Balor said that he's not done with Edge, and he wants a match at WrestleMania against Edge. Yeah. I think that that's going to be very interesting. I assume this has to be the Demon, but does the Demon lose to Edge?
2: No. Demon... I do not want to see the Demon lose to Edge. I think that Edge can lose. Especially because they just won at the last pay-per-view, right? Right,
0: yeah. Oh, PLV. Uh, PLE, sorry.
2: Yeah. So, I think that Demon uh, Balor can come out as the winner. I saw somewhere that Balor said in an interview that the Judgment Day may be looking to expand after WrestleMania too. So I'm not too sure what that could uh, end up meaning. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But next up, you had Asuka pick up the victory over Carmella. Um, I thought that this was a good match. I mean, it put Asuka over.
0: First time that Asuka's beaten Carmella in a one-on-one match on television. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. They've been in like other matches together that like weren't one-on-one. I believe uh-huh. Haraska's won. But uh, every single time they've had yeah. a one-on-one, Carmella went over. On TV, at least. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people discredit Carmella. And I feel like that's just ridiculous.
2: I think so, too. I think she's very talented.
0: I mean, you know? I mean she has the, the record, even. I know people are like, oh, wrestling's fake or whatever. And it's like, Mm-hmm. Who cares about a record? And it's like, it's still, I think it's still something, a list of accomplishments is something big. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Asuka ended up calling the I think that's Bella. true. I think,
2: I, I agree with you too. I think that Carmella doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, I think that she is, you know, what, regardless of how she is as a performer wrestling-wise, maybe she's not as good as the wrestler as Asuka
0: but that's the the thing though it's like nobody's as good as Asuka everyone all the women are like Asuka is the bar basically
2: yeah I every single time we
0: hear somebody talk about like in in a real interview about Asuka they're like I hope I can be Asuka yeah so I mean it's really it's the truth
2: yeah, but I agree with you.
0: I hate when people discredit Carmela like that. No, nah,
2: but nah. but I think, but there are also people out there that say. I mean, younger uh, kids out there saying, like, watching Carmela and saying, "I want to be like Carmela when I grow up." You know, so it's still. I mean, I've never seen that, but I saw I saw somebody actually I saw somebody tweeted out the other day. So that's the only reason why I I mentioned that. You know, but I definitely
0: think that she should
2: be discredited.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so Air came out after being called out and Carmella ended up knocking Oscar, I believe into Bianca Air, or vice versa. I forget which way. Mm-hmm. And that ended that segment, but later on Chelsea green and Adam Pierce were in the office and she was talking to him about the Ottawa mix up. And I thought it was funny. Cause she was like, how was I supposed to know there's an Ottawa in Canada? And he's like, Chelsea, you're, you're Canadian. So I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but uh, Carmella interrupted this and said that she wants a match against... I think she wants a match against um, uh, Bianca Belair next week? I think so. And I think uh, Adam Pierce made that match. But I'm, it seemed like after Adam Pierce left that Chelsea and Carmella kind of bonded. So I kind of want them to be a tag team i hmm i don't know i think they could both be like that whole like i'm better than you uh-huh and like we like hey look at us like we agree on this what's let's, let's team up let's get yeah. what we want
2: yeah that's true That's true.
0: After that match, we saw Candice LeRae pick up the victory over Piper Niven, which I was surprised to see back-to-back women's matches in WWE like that. I was surprised to see that back-to-back matches, too, but I was also surprised to see her actually get the victory. Um, Yeah, but Nikki Cross was lurking behind Candice and, like, also made her way to the ring and got involved. Nah. Uh, But Piper took her out, and then Candice got that quick pin right after that, but the fans just didn't seem to care about this again. They cared about Oscar and Carmela, but not this. And I feel like something needs to happen with Piper. Something needs to happen with Candace.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that at some point it has to happen where we see something from the both of them. Otherwise they're just going to fall into that middle line where, Nothing takes place, but who knows? We're leading up to WrestleMania, so a lot can change right after WrestleMania. Maybe we do see Piper or Candice or them both just get launched right after WrestleMania. It's so hard to launch anybody right now, right? Yeah, as you head into WrestleMania, but who knows? Maybe like right after they pull the trigger on them.
0: After that, we had Ms. TV where Miz. Said he's going to be bringing a special guest, I guess, to it. Well, he's going to bring out a a famous celebrity to uh, a famous celebrity who's going to be hosting WrestleMania this year. And then it turned out to be him. And he announced it using Taylor Swift's anti-hero, which I thought was funny. But Seth Rollins interrupted this and then they argued and Seth attacked Miz and then picked up. Miz's cell phone and FaceTimed Logan Paul. I like this part. He made fun of Jake Paul for losing and then challenged Logan to a match next week, it seems. And uh, I'm here for it. I, I yeah. obviously think the match is going to be at WrestleMania, but. Of
2: course, I, I agree with you. I think the match is going to take place at WrestleMania. I was a big fan of that. I, I like the involvement of Logan Paul. I think that Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins is going to steal WrestleMania. I think that could it definitely be could the be up there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That could definitely be match of the night. Uh, Austin theory was interviewed by Kathy Kelly. She was talking to damage control and then he showed up afterwards and spoke about how it seems like nobody's talking about him and he's the U S champion and everybody should be talking to uh, talking about him. But instead they're talking about John Cena. So next week in Boston, Massachusetts, he wants to go face to face with John Cena. And he's calling him out.
2: Yeah, John Cena getting maybe his first match in uh, 2023
0: Three. early on. And uh, people are kind of pissed off at the way that WWE aired the the promotional video for John Cena. Oh, come on. <laughs> I saw people. Come on, people. Stop. Stop. And it, But it's funny, though, because it's like that's literally... That's the arena. Like, what do you want from them? Yeah, I mean, come on now, come on.
2: Uh, yeah, I saw that they they thought that it was kind of like a ruse on uh Sasha Banks. Yeah,
0: well, because it's the with TD Boston Garden, especially. So. And TD, yeah. it's named after TD Bank. Yeah, but yeah, so next week we're gonna see face to face, I guess, with John Cena and Austin Theory, something that's been building up for years. At least on no. the Theory's side. Well, no, because John Cena's in the past. He's, he's posted it on Instagram. He, he's seen it. He knows. He knows. He knows. After that, we saw Bobby Lashley pick up the victory over Elias. Very obvious victory here. Uh, I think Elias wanted Rick Boogs to take notes. But after yeah, none of that
2: happened, but yeah. After no, the match, I,
0: Bobby Lashley that, told Bray Wyatt to keep his name out of his mouth. And then Bray interrupted with the Muscle Man dance video. It had clips of Bobby Lashley in it. It was like... Maybe this is why Brock said no. (laughs) (laughs) But it ended with, uh, you should run. So it's like... Hmm. I wonder how this match will be at WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, it really makes you
0: wonder. Um, And then the the main event, we saw Lita and Becky Lynch mm -hmm. pick up the victory over damage control to become the new women's tag team champions.
2: I did not expect this at all. I thought it was Um, cool
0: to see Lita in the main event. Um, But Bayley slid one of the titles in the ring at one point and ripped Lita off the apron to prevent Becky Lynch from tagging out we saw the return of trish stratus
2: yeah trish stratus i mean you hear that laugh uh and the crowd went
0: crazy and she took bailey out and then she got involved again later on but trish took her out again and then becky lynch held dakota kai while lita hit the lead assault on eo and pick up the victory and it was like i don't like was great. I don't like the fact that Damage Control lost the titles, but I like that lead as a champion in 2023. <sighs> so it's like a double-edged sword there, but... I, I was back and forth with it
2: because I don't understand why it's needed. Especially because it feels right like the, the match...
0: Yeah, the match at WrestleMania seems like it's going to be a six-woman tag. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the titles are going to be on the line. hmm So... I guess now it's just like, well, now the women's tag team championships don't get defended at wrestlemania instead you just have you have new tag team champions going into wrestlemania teaming with trish stratus to take on damage control Mm -hmm. unless they do some sort of like which i really i can't see them do bailey versus trish and then do damage control versus becky lynch and lita but yeah that would be tough to i still think it's it's gonna be the six woman tag i assume
2: I could see a six-man woman tag more so than anything else. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So earlier on in the night,
0: what? Yeah, I that was the main event.
2: Yeah, I went. I by accident, I lit up a little bit more. But let's move on to NXT. Starting off with a backstage brawl that took place to see uh, who. Steps up to Wesley's open challenge. Yeah, everyone wanted a piece. I like this. I liked how it was going back and forth and back and forth. You didn't know who was going to have it. I thought that it would have been really cool if like you had it going, but then the cameras went off back. Like somebody bumped the cameraman backstage and it goes black, but then you had whoever was going to step up, just go through the curtain.
0: Well, I mean, it, it did lead to an and Blade making their way out and like looking like, wait, well, I want the shot. I want the shot. And then Dabakato came out and took them out and uh, Apollo, Apollo Cruz then jumped him. And then while they were brawling, Nathan Frazier jumped over that and, and went into the ring to accept the, the challenge. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Also, uh, later on, it led to Hank Walker and Axiom getting into like a shoving match. And then a, a match was set up from that. But yeah. the first match saw Wes Lee pick up the victory over Nathan Fraser to retain. This match was awesome, too. And he's been gone for months. Who? Fraser. The last time we saw him was in the a North American Championship match. It was at Halloween Havoc. Oh, wow. So.
2: I want. not he? Has he, he been I don't know if he was injured, injured or? or
0: maybe he was just in England or whatever. I don't know. Nah. but I like the the, huh. the subtle homages to Seth Rollins in in his move set, like the the mm-hmm. suplex or superplex slash the neckbreaker combo. Like Seth would do the Falcon Arrow afterwards, but but he yeah. does the neckbreaker. So because he was trained by Seth Rollins for everybody who doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was a, a a good way to open up NXT. Yeah, I agree with you. After that, we saw Indus Sher pick up the victory over Briggs and Jensen. Prior to this match, Josh um, Brooks spoke to Briggs about Kiana James. And Briggs gave him advice. And mm-hmm. Jensen ended up being distracted throughout this whole match because of Kiana James not Returning his calls, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that was basically that Indus sure took advantage of him being distracted. And then Briggs later on told him that he'd go talk to Kiana James for him to try to smooth things over. So yeah, and then Jinder Mahal spoke after this match and he blamed the creeds for him not winning the NXT championship last week. And he laid out a challenge for roadblock six man tag. I was hoping it would be Roderick strong coming back to team with the creeds, but the creeds it's... first asked Damon Kemp who like basically laughs in their face and said, no. And then Brown breaker showed up and he's like, I'll do it. And they all did like the dog barking stuff.
2: Yeah. Still nothing from, uh, Strong.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's definitely unpredictable with him.
0: After that, we had Gigi Dolan. Yeah, especially because people are like, well, he's obviously like sitting out his contract. He's going to go to AEW, but who knows? I haven't heard any sort of like truth to those rumors at all. I know. But Gigi Dolan came out and cut a promo and she spoke about Running away from her mom as a teenager because she would beat her down. And after she left that situation, she, she uh, like said that that will be the last person to do that to her. And then JC Jane did what she did. So she, she cut a very fired up promo here to sell Roadblock for next week. And I thought she did well here. Yeah. I thought that this was a, uh, a sentimental
2: promo, something that really gripped the fans to get them involved with this, um, and really
0: gives this match even more so meaning. And she came out to that toxic attraction theme song and she's like this is the last time you'll ever hear that. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to see what happens. Um after that we saw Chase You backstage where Duke apologized to Thea Hell for what happened last week and this got interrupted by Schism. It sets up Andre chase versus Joe Gacy next week. So I, I don't want to see chase you dissolve. I, I hope I it don't doesn't. It, I don't know if like, I don't want it to lead to Thea Hale to like turn and go to schism. I don't want to see Duke Hudson end up leaving to go to schism. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping for that. Match yeah. after that saw Mako Satamora pick up the victory over Zoe Stark with Roxanne on commentary. Booker T couldn't have been happier. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was a really good match, especially for Zoe Stark. She got to go out there and like work against Mako Satamora and it showcased Mako for people who may not be all that familiar with her.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, really... I
0: thought that was just a great spotlight for her. And it just made me more excited to see her versus Roxanne Perez. Yeah, I
2: agree with you. Next up, you had Sol Ruka. Pick up the victory over Electra Lopez. Um, Sol Ruka has been phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I know. She's been killing just it. She's phenomenal. But uh, Electra Lopez was out there during the match looking for her brass knuckles. And Valentina Feroz showed up with them and Electra was like begging for her to give them to her and she didn't. And it led to Ruka hitting that shooting star KO. And then Electra Lopez and Valentina Faroy spoke afterwards. And here for weeks, we've been seeing like, will Valentina Faroy kind of turn heel and like embrace what Electra Lopez has been telling her?
2: What she should totally do. The yeah, brass knucks was right there. I don't want
0: to see that. Lopez. No. Well, Lopez Turn. ends up pushing Ferois. and Feroice ends up hitting her with the brass knucks. So it's not like she's, she's not embracing Electra Lopez as like she's not turning heel or anything. That was like a, a baby face thing to do.
2: Yeah. So I'm happy burn. that
0: that's going to happen. I don't know if, if uh Ulysa Leon is going to be good to come back soon as a tag partner. I don't yeah. know if when, when she's up with her injury, maybe she's taking more time. I don't know, but I hope mm-hmm. she comes back. I hope they when when Leon is good to come back. I hope they go like full force back into the tag division. Yeah. After that, we saw Gallus at their, at the bar or whatever. And Mark was pissed off that Pretty Deadly did what they did last week with the cake and everything. And he tried to hype Wolfgang up to become the monster that he once was to make sure Mm -hmm. that nobody walks on them the way that Pretty Deadly did last week. And Wolfgang ends up snapping that pool pool cue in half and beat up some random guy at the bar. And we saw Pretty Deadly interviewed like afterwards. And they kind of made light of Gallus. And Mackenzie Mitchell showed them a tweet from Drew McIntyre saying that he's known Gallus for years and Pretty Deadly shouldn't, like, take this lightly. They should definitely watch out for Gallus.
2: Now, Gallus should be... I mean, I know I haven't seen too much of them. um, And I always say that. I mean, I know Wolfgang and everything like that. But maybe I just need to see more featuring of them. But I think it's only a matter of time till they are champions number one um i mean they were just i mean they are champions right now but yeah i was gonna say they are they actually just won the championship but i think that i just want to see more of them
0: and i like that drew is there to build them up even if it was just a tweet yeah i think that's necessary i don't know where i, I don't know if it's necessary but it's definitely welcomed to definitely, yeah. like, put them over. Because, again, you could be somebody tuning in for the first time and not know who Gallus is. But if you watch Monday Night Raw or Raw or SmackDown, you know who Drew McIntyre is. Nah. So seeing that, it's like, oh, McIntyre likes them, so maybe I'll like them. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Joe's at, but I don't know if he's still overseas or what. If we'll see him soon. But earlier in the night, Wendy Chu ends up getting jumped in the parking lot. Uh, was it in the parking lot? Now I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. remember if it was in the parking lot or just backstage, but she got jumped and Tiffany Stratton was being Tiffany Stratton about it. And Caden Carter and Katana Chance were in the trainer's room checking on Wendy Chu. And when she walked out, uh, Tiffany Stratton made it seem like they were the ones that took out Nikita Lyons and Wendy Chu, and that gets set up into a match. Tiffany Stratton picked up the victory over Katana Chance, but mm. I thought this was a very nice athletic match. Yeah,
2: I agree with you. I thought it was very athletic. I thought it showed up, showed off a lot from the
0: both of them, and I think that they're both. I think they're both incredible. But this match came down to. Katana Chance getting distracted by Alba Fire and Isla Dawn and I do not like how many distractions this episode had okay I could understand what you're saying but Tiffany Stratton said that she's proven to be the best woman in NXT and she wants the NXT Women's Championship nah after that Axiom picked up the victory over Hank Walker I thought it was a decent match I don't really understand Axiom not, like, being understanding from, all, like, that all-out brawl that they had at the beginning. Because he's a mm-hmm. face. I feel like he should have been like, oh, okay, it's okay. But here he was just like, no, screw you. Like, you meant to do what you did. Like, I am I want you in a match, basically. But then, Axiom, after the match, they, like, shook hands. And he's like, keep fighting the, the way you're fighting. Yeah, he, like, he
2: didn't even shake hands. He just, like, put his head like on his on his uh, knee or whatever who's just like keep on doing what you're doing or whatever. So he
0: like forgave him in that moment which I just thought it was so weird and then behind axiom during all that I couldn't make out who it was but the internet was like that's scripts. On my really? TV I Where? couldn't see who it was but just when they, I couldn't... when they showed the entrance when uh when axiom was getting ready to leave
2: I didn't even notice that.
0: Yeah. But I, I, it was just like, it blended in with the, the graphics. So it's like, I couldn't really tell who it was, but the internet says scripts. So I'm going to assume it was scripts. So I assume we're going to see scripts versus axiom coming up. Yeah. Main event of NXT saw Carmelo Hayes pick up the victory over Tyler Bate. I almost said Tyler breeze. Um, But this match was tough to call. I didn't know who would win this. Yeah.
2: I mean, I... Or I don't know who I thought would win,
0: I should say. I expected Carmelo Hayes to win this one. And I wanted Carmelo Hayes to win this one, too. Um, But yeah, this was, I thought, a fun match. Trick. Got involved. I just spoke about how many freaking people, how many matches had outside interference. And this led to the actual ending of the match. This, This episode of NXT was a lot like... Uh, WCW, a lot like AEW mm-hmm. with the outside interference and everything. And I just, I, you don't need outside interference and in everything. Yeah. Last night's AEW had five, five, of the six matches outside interference. We see it so much no, more not, in AEW, but I hate when they have that stuff. Just yeah, it's not, not needed. Not at all, but I thought the match was great. Grayson Waller, uh, we we found out that Shawn Michaels accepted his invite to be on the Grayson Waller Effect, and he agreed to sit mm-hmm. down with him at Roadblock, and a lot of people seem to think that we're going to be seeing the debut of Dragon Lee next week. Oh. And then there's a lot of people who think we're going to be seeing Grayson Waller versus Shawn Michaels at Stand and Deliver. Huh. I think it's more likely to see Grayson Waller versus Dragon Lee.
2: That's interesting.
0: And then Dragon Lee goes over. Grayson Waller could show up Monday Night Raw or something like that. Okay. Post-WrestleMania.
2: All right. That'd be interesting.
0: But that's NXT going to take a move over to SmackDown. The Bloodline opened up SmackDown. Roman Reigns... Basically, all he said was acknowledge me and Cody Rhodes immediately came out and said that he's there for a one-on-one conversation with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns dismissed Paul Heyman. He dismissed Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso and him and Cody had a, a really a pretty good conversation and Cody mentioned a bunch of stuff from his past that people said that just wouldn't he wouldn't make it through. He mentioned Stardust. He mentioned, I mean, he didn't say all in, but he very much so alluded to all in with Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega. And he basically said he conquered all of that and that Roman Reigns will just be like one of those other things in his in his past. And Roman Reigns brought up Dusty Rhodes and said that he's the first person who told Roman that he had it. And he said that when they were together, he never once mentioned Cody. And Cody got super fired up. I just thought this was a really great segment. This was this was main event WrestleMania. And I think it's nice to not have a brawl to set up a, a match for especially the main event at WrestleMania. I thought this was very well done. And backstage, Jimmy was asked about Jey Uso, and uh he said that he needs more time. And Roman was like, I'm running out of patience. And, and Jimmy was like, I'll relay the message. And he goes, I'm running out of patience with you. And later on, Jimmy said that he spoke to Jay. And Jay basically, he lied to Roman at first. And said that he just needs more time. Jay actually uh, apparently said that he wants him to leave him the hell alone. And Roman told Jimmy to go out with Solo. Make sure Sammy gets taken out. Because if Sammy gets taken out, then Jay will come back to the bloodline. Jimmy leaves to go out with Solo Soko for the match. And Roman was super bothered by that. And he said that he's giving Jay one week to come back to the bloodline. And if Jay doesn't, he's blaming Jimmy. So that story, I'm very much so invested. Rhea Ripley was in the first match, picking up the victory over Liv Morgan. I think Rhea needed this victory. Uh, but it was a very well-worked match. Liv was able to get a lot of stuff in. And I think that was really good for her. After the match, they showed a little girl crying in the crowd. And I think that was perfect. Um, And then backstage, Santos Escobar addressed Dominic. And he said that Adam Pearce set up a match so he could teach him respect. And Dominic went out there and, and beat Santos. And... Like, I'm here for a face run of Santos Escobar. I'm a big fan of Escobar. I do feel like Legato should have been with him, maybe like backstage to set the match up. But Santos wanted it to be one-on-one. Rhea Ripley made it, not one-on-one. Dominic took out brass knuckles. Rhea Ripley hit the riptide on Santos outside the ring behind the referee's back and put him back in. Dominic hits that frog splash, picks up the victory there. And then Dominic took a Rey Mysterio mask that Rey had given to Santos, that, Rey, that that Santos took to ringside with him and ripped it up. And Rey Mysterio came out, asked for the mask, and Dominic just wanted Rey Mysterio to hit him, and he would not hit him. So he threw the mask on the ground, and when Rey Mysterio went to go pick it up, he cheap-shotted him. Um, I think it'll be a fun match to watch at WrestleMania between the two of them. After that, Drew McIntyre came out and said he wants a a match at WrestleMania with Gunter. Sheamus showed up instead of Gunter. And I guess he also wants Gunter. He was super pissed off at Drew McIntyre for doing that. Because Drew apparently knew that he wanted the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. And then LA Knight showed up and spoke about how you can't have the, the LA Los Angeles WrestleMania without LA Knight. Uh, maybe alluded to him wanting in that match, and then New Day showed up. They made fun of La Knight. Karen Cross showed up and attacked Kofi Kingston. Attacked Kofi Woods. Kofi Woods. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Jeez, but uh, Sheamus ends up taking La Knight out. McIntyre, um, didn't take out. Anyone or didn't take out Sheamus. He 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 jumped over the rope instead, and then Cross took Sheamus out. So I, I thought that was a, a an interesting segment. It didn't really give us any uh, clarity for a match. It was announced though that next week there's going to be a fatal five way for a qualifying match to see who will be facing the Intercontinental Champion. Um. I, I still really want Sheamus and McIntyre in the match, though. I, I want a triple threat, and I want Sheamus to win the, the championship at WrestleMania. Gunter called it super disgraceful that Adam Pearce has kept him without a match at WrestleMania yet, and he wants an opponent. They showed footage of Shayna Baszler and Tegan Knox fighting with each other backstage from earlier in the day. I guess Ronda Rousey might have attacked Natalya and... Uh, Tegan Knox took Rousey out, uh, Tegan, I thought should have won against Shayna Baszler, but Baszler made her tap out. It was supposed to be a tag match. I think Tegan definitely could have used that win, even if it was like a quick victory, but, um, I guess in that altercation, she damaged Ronda Rousey's arm. So she was coming for, for Tegan Knox's arm. Bobby Lashley came out after that and said that he doesn't run, even though Bray Wyatt, for two weeks now, it said run. He called Bray Wyatt out, and then Uncle Howdy's music played. Uncle Howdy jumped Bobby Lashley from behind, and Lashley recovered. And he dropped Uncle Howdy, and he went for a spear. The lights go out, and when they came back on, Uncle Howdy was gone. So, for the past few weeks, it's been like, ah, well, I don't really get it, but... I like these mind games that they're doing with Lashley right now. Main event saw Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Sami Zayn. They brawled before the match. Jimmy Uso was involved. Uh, Sami tossed him out of the ring and jumped out onto both of them. As far as the actual match goes, I thought it was a really good match. It was like hard-hitting, action-packed. Jimmy ends up pulling Solo Sokoa out of the way of the Huluva kick. And... Hits uh, Solo hit him with the the Samoan spike to to win. Then we see Solo and Jimmy continue the beatdown afterwards, and went for that corner hip attack with the chair around Sami Zayn's neck. But Jimmy told Solo he wanted to do it, so Solo backed off and it allowed time for Sami to regroup, I guess. And he got up and attacked Solo and Jimmy. And he went to attack Jimmy with the chair, but Solo got back up. So he threw the chair at Solo, took off running, went up into the crowd. But with what Roman Reigns said earlier, it seems like Jimmy is now going to be in big trouble next week. And it's it's just a I think a very, very interesting storyline. Uh but that's SmackDown. Gonna take a quick break right now, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is Jake to Stake Roberts. In case you didn't know it, you listed Mark It Out. And welcome back, ladies and
1: gentlemen, to Mark It Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris and Brandon here with you, uh, mostly all the way to the end of the show, to talk about some professional wrestling. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. That's it. That's our, that's our new uh, new gimmick at the second half of the show. In the beginning of the show, you're awesome as always. In the middle of the show, you're hey, howdy, hey.
0: So how's uh, How's your week been? Just busy as always, you know,
1: basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, It's coming to playoff time, so a lot of preparation for that. And get ready for lacrosse season, which I'm really thoroughly pumped about. Um, I get to technical direct a college game at the beginning of the season, which I'm really pumped about. Um, So check uh, that out. Uh, It's on Long Island, which I find interesting, but whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, did you know? Revolution.
0: Did I know what? Carvel started a war this this past week? Carvel started with what? With who? They they tweeted out, is it in or on Long Island, obviously. In or on and it's what? it's like, Long Island. And it's, it's on like, Long how, Island. How dare you even ask that question? If one it was person, in Long
1: Island, they would be it, 20 feet inside the ground. Everything is have said, on Long
0: Island. I shouldn't have said it was a war because I think one person responded with in. And I was like, anybody who responds with in is just garbage.
1: I don't – no, no, but it's on Long Island because things are on top of Long Island. They're not inside Long Island. Like,
0: it's weird because I – like my my basement is
1: in the ground. I don't have a basement, but –
0: For my whole life, though, I say it's in Staten Island. Okay. But apparently people from Staten Island say on Staten Island. Okay. But it's like when you you say, oh, are you in New York? You don't say uh, you're on New York. Yeah. But you're on Long Island, so –
1: You're in the state of New York. You're on Long Island. You're not in Long Island. Whatever. You know, I I didn't go to school for grammar and English, which is not my strong suit at all. Uh, I went to school for audio and video, which is why we're doing an audio podcast talking about professional wrestling. Uh, And we're going to continue talking about professional wrestling because AEW has revolution coming up at the end of this weekend. We will have our predictions in a couple of minutes, but let's go back to last week and go back to AEW Rampage from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Three good matches here. The first one starting off with the Young Bucks picking up the victory over Aussie Open. I think this is my first time watching a full Aussie Open match. And I can say that I was pleasantly surprised, and I really enjoyed them. I mean, the Young Bucks did the hits.
0: It was a typical Young Bucks match, yeah.
1: Yes, it was. And I was impressed with Mark Davis. Um, I don't know why Chris Jericho kept calling him a Yeti (laughs) for some reason, but hey, listen, it worked. I thought he was a big, tough guy. I thought these guys were good. I like the the ending Tombstone spot. Yes, so did I. I thought it was very cool. Um, And I would like to see them in AEW more because uh, again with the the young bucks kind of doing the trios thing right now and ftr unfortunately not longer not in AEW anymore these could you could build you're already well on TV. kind of yeah on tv well on tv but they're still there but you know dax uh had to rib everybody this week by saying you know i can't tell you uh, did you listen to his podcast no yeah he said uh, he's like I can't tell you because I don't want to ruin it. If it is going to be a surprise, but I'm not telling you that we may or may not be there.
0: So, um, they're going to win the titles from the guns.
1: Well, we'll talk about the guns in a couple of
0: minutes. But after that Young Bucks match, the lights went out, and uh, House of Black surrounded the ring.
1: Yeah, I love it. I and I, I love the fact that like on commentary too during this match, they did a very good job of really painting the light of the house of black, being like like even Don Castle's like those guys scare me. I'm, I don't like them. They they make me nervous. And then so, the lights
0: went out again. They were gone. And on yeah. dynamite, the elite were making their way out. I would love to know what that segment was supposed to be. Maybe it's supposed to be them hyping,
1: you know. But it's funny because
0: AEW advertises every segment, so it's like, <laughs> that wasn't there. So I wonder what it, like, what we were supposed to think it was going to be.
1: But it was just the House of Black taking the titles, which I'm about. Yeah, I'm all about it. I would love, love, love to see the House of Black win at Revolution. Yeah, be very the, nice
0: for that to happen.
1: I would be very nice for them. Also, too, it would be, uh, especially going over the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, um, you know, Would be huge for them, but unfortunately, because it's AEW and they're the EVPs, I don't see it happening.
0: Unless those three EVPs are out the door, so.
1: Yeah, there's all those rumors right now. You know, Meltzer is speculating that Kenny Omega is going to be at the Rumble next year, just like, you know, Jay White was supposed to be at the Rumble
0: this year. Is that what he's actually speculating, though?
1: Probably. You know, they're, they're saying that, like, you know, it's now or never when it comes to Kenny Omega going to WWE. So they're just going to have to call it W.W.A.E.W. But anyway, continuing on women's action here. Tony Storm picks up the victory over Willow Nightingale um, with, you can kind of say, the help of uh, Soraya in there. Um, And then after the match.
0: It was definitely it was completely one sided where Willow was like she had a quick comeback at the end. But then Soraya 100 percent got involved.
1: Yep, trying to get that heel heat, and then at the end of the match trying to spray paint down Willow, but then Ruby Soho comes out, then Jamie Hayter comes out, and Britt Baker comes out. It's just, uh, it's just, it's a shakedown after, at the end of the match. Uh, hyping up that triple threat match going into next week for the AEW Women's
0: Championship match. With Ruby uh, Soho see the Murder Hawk muster. with her signaling for the championship, do you want her even as champion at this point? Nope, or do you still, I think it's every, still uh, Jamie Hayter.
1: I think it's still Jamie Hayter because I think she's still super over and I think she's doing a great job as the women's champion. I think she's been the best women's champion in uh, quite a long time. You know, maybe a couple of months. You know, Tony Storm was just like that on baby face kind of here character you know like and and they did it again talking about commentary they did a good job like hyping her up like oh yeah she's got you know she's got this uh zest now you know you know she's angry this that and the other thing she's showing more aggression you know stuff that she wasn't showing when she was women's champion she was just women's champion because Sunday rose got hurt unfortunately right uh one person we got to see for the first time in a long time was the Murder Hawk monster jake uh Lance Archer, being accompanied with Jake the Snake, having a nice squash match here. Uh, good to see Lance Archer here. Um, it was a squash match, but, you know, it's good to reintroduce the AEW uh, faithful back to was Lance Archer. Was he injured, Archer.
0: though, or what was—
1: I don't know. I don't know what the issue was. The last—he's like, last time he competed was, uh, you know, at the— it was three months Last ago. year during—yeah, but they said the last time he competed was last year in the New Japan Cup. Yeah.
0: So it's like a lot of start and stop with Lance Archer if he's not injured. I don't know what the deal is. And it's there. good to see Jake the Snake back on TV too. Yeah, he had a big week. He had that he and the uh week. the WWE biography air. He did. He did. So cool.
1: And your main event, Sammy Guevara, beat action and treading. And spiked him on his head in the middle of the match, which really like I like there's those times where you just sit and you're watching wrestling, you're just like, oh, that hurt. Like that. Really
0: freaking hurt. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and it sucks because say. Daniel Garcia got involved here behind the referee's back. And the, the the spot with the referee, like, didn't even make sense. Like, it wasn't even close to being, like, a natural spot. So, I didn't get that part. But Sammy picks up that victory. Something in this match, I believe, that was teased was something called Cute TV.
1: Oh, Yeah. I wasn't even really paying attention to
0: that. They posted it on Twitter as well. When you Google it, it's a defunct British music channel. So no, it's not that. And it's the name of a Pakistani Islamic network. So it's definitely not going to be that. Yeah, well, I guess they're probably pulling the plug on it already. I assume. Well, I don't know, because I I don't remember seeing anything on uh, Dynamite about it. But it's potentially maybe just going to be a Rampage thing. Maybe it's some sort of QT Marshall thing. He's he's a QT so yes he has a QT I assume it, it, he'll be involved based on that name so okay we'll no, see I, if they I, continue I, with it who knows hey listen starting stops and stuff like that <laughs> whatever she has <QT's> been doing at <laughs> yeah.
1: the factory has been fine um, anyway let's go on to dynamite from the historic Cow Palace in San Francisco California. Uh, you started off the match with an All-Atlantic Championship match that was set up on Rampage. You had the best friends get attacked by the firm afterwards Ar- uh, on Rampage. Had Orange Cassidy talk to Bryce and was like, who did it? And he was like, oh, it was the firm, it was the guns, it was Big Bill. So Tony Cotton made the match on Rampage. And Orange, sa- Orange Cassidy successfully picks up the victory over Big Bill. I like this match, and again, I'm really... Really digging everything that they're doing with the all the championship with Orange Cassidy. I thought you would have hated this match.
0: Why? Because this was a, like, blueprint Darby Allin match without the Uh, outside dives and injuries and stuff. But it wasn't Darby Allin. But it was still, so you just don't like Darby Allin then?
1: You know, but, like, it's been done too many times. Like, Orange Cassidy
0: Allen. is a face he rolled out of the ring to avoid the heel, like a heel tactic to avoid a heel, and the I fans don't, went nuts. I don't,
1: yeah, because you, you'd think with Orange Cassidy, he'd go there, nope, he's lazy, Yeah, I'm not going to go to him. And it, it played mind games. And then Cass bail, put him through a table. Out of the wing and avoiding things. And I liked, I liked the fact that, like, they cut the commercial right after that, you could see Orange Cassidy goes, ow, that hurt. In in typical uh, Orange Cass- Cassidy fashion. But the reason you why know, I, I say it was of, like a uh,
0: blueprint, like Darby Allen comeback for Orange Cassidy was because Big Bill controlled the whole match.
1: Well, as he was supposed to, but it just shows you the resiliency of uh, Orange Cassidy. hit a couple of uh, orange punches and got a big uh, third one off the top rope and hit Big Bill with a big win for Orange Cassidy. So... Um, We already spoke about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks being attacked by the House of Black. Uh, One thing that I did not like about Dynamite was the fact that they're putting the face of the Revolution ladder match on Dynamite rather than put it on a pay-per-view that they've done since the inception of AEW. uh, Which, pow, 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 powerhouse, uh, won the face of the Revolution ladder match. I'm still—you know, we haven't really spoken about, like— This Book of Hobbs thing that he's been doing and the squash matches and stuff like that. I'm actually really excited about this. But, again, you know, I'm excited about Powerhouse Hobbs doing this. I'm not excited that it's not for the AEW World Championship like it's always been. Now it's for
0: the TNT Championship. No, no. It's always been TNT.
1: Really? Even the first one where there was no TNT Championship? I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, then obviously it wouldn't be for that. But last year was TNT.
1: Really? Okay, I guess I don't pay attention that much. But um, okay, Takeshita so. was
0: in this, Ortiz, Kingston, A.R. Fox, Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, and Commander making his debut.
1: Which, I mean, if, have you paid attention to Commander at all? No. Um, during, and I've, I've probably, like on his indie
0: run? He's awesome. I've probably seen him in AAA, and I just don't remember him at all. So I wish that they like did more to like say like who he was. And why he was? Getting I know a he's shot been a main title.
1: He's been he's been a mainstay in GCW. I know he's done a lot of crazy stuff
0: at GCW.
1: But he was probably so, the most impressive in that match. I thought he was too. And I, when when they said Commander's going to be in this, I was stoked. I was like, yes, let's go. And then the um, uh, I thought the the
0: blue thunder bomb that Takeshi did off the the bridging ladder I thought was really cool. I I you know what?
1: And then and then there was like that part at the end of the match where Daniel Garcia got involved and Sami. I was I was about to text you and say. I don't want to talk about the face of the Revolution ladder match because I thought Sammy Guevara was going to win this and then go for another fourth. Uh, how many? Then it'll be like what four TNT championships for him? Um,
0: it was but uh, I, that, that spot though was uh, that suplex with Andretti off the the top oh of God. the ladder. Yeah. I thought I literally thought Andretti broke his leg or whatever. He what? Broke something, right?
1: I don't. I, don't think I he thought broke he was. A, I thought it was. A, I thought, yeah, he wasn't because he's always ready, like Estelle, Getty. But well, that was like AEW a, a
0: ridiculous week? spot, and and the Sonic Ring didn't help in that spot at all. So, <laughs> but Eddie it Kingston sucks. and Ortiz basically disappeared with each other at the beginning of the match. Yeah, and then Eddie Kingston quit later and
1: on in the night. Yeah, he just goes, I quit AEW, walks out. So you, you know, like if they're highlighting it like that, that it's
0: some sort of well, he went to gimmick. He, he he'd quit AEW, went to Ring of Honor. Yeah, well, I mean— So we're not going to see him on AEW television anymore. He's on Ring of Honor now. Yeah, but you'll still see— But
1: Claudio's Claudio is the Ring of Honor champion, and you'll still see him on AEW. He's going to be on Rampage. Right, we go but to if, if
0: Eddie that. Kingston is specifically quitting AEW, it's just because he's going to be not on AEW TV. Hey, it's, listen, it's like, they give him probably the script, we Ring have nothing Honor? for about you. It. Here's Ring of Honor. Yeah, but listen, give, give him the strap and ring of honor. Have him be Claudio. As far as Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs winning that match, I think it's the absolute wrong call. The only person Why? built up as a contender was Takeshita. The only I person understand. in that match was built up to be a contender was K- Takeshita.
1: But I like, but you know, he's not going to win. That's the thing. So like if Takeshka wins, there's this shred of hope that Takeshita going to have be the TNT championship. Because they're not going to take the title off either. You know, the, the TNT championship is not about who's going to be the next
0: in line. The TNT championship is about either Wardlow or Samoa Joe. But if so, I, like part of me in my memory feels like I remember Hobbs being in that storyline. Early on, yes. So You're right about that. It's like, I mean, you took a long time. I barely remember him being part of that. So maybe he will be the next TNT champion.
1: But he's getting, he's getting a title shot next week.
0: Oh, then maybe he won't be. <laughs> so, yeah, he won't be. So also, could that's, he have that's gotten, like, a different ladder to climb up? Well, I mean,
1: props to the, the refs for holding him up.
0: I, I thought I, I didn't even realize how many referees were holding that ladder.
1: Well, if Powerhouse Hobbs came up to you and said, Hey, Brandon, hold this ladder. I'm going to beat I, you. I
0: think like because he bodied the ladder and completely broke it, he should have just gotten the new ladder. And and a taller ladder. Like, why did he have to climb to the top of that ladder? But what a shot that was,
1: though. Him, uh, he's probably about 300 pounds. Standing on top of this ladder with this huge, nice jib shot, panning around to see the crowd, you know, clapping for him and cheering for him.
0: I thought it was was beautiful. I felt so bad for him. I feel like he was scared to get down from there because it's like how – like – realistically when you're on the top of the ladder there's truly like only real one way to get down and it's jump yeah (laughs) he had to like very very carefully balance and I think it was at the end point of that was four referees holding that ladder for him to like actually get down and it's like I I don't know how I, I really don't know how people climb ladders like that and I mean even attempt to get down that was I wish he had a taller ladder. The only way to do it is, is is the is
1: the Jeff Hardy style and just flip off.
0: And then Wardlow uh, came out and brawled with uh, Samoa Joe, I believe. Yeah, or no, it was just he brawled type... with security. I don't even think he got to Samoa Joe.
1: Yeah, because Samoa Joe was like, oh, back off, back Samoa off. You know? No, that's Brian Cage. Uh, let's continue on with the action in the ring. Uh, you have Chris Jericho beat pretty Peter Avalon in pretty decisive fashion. I like the fact that they gave uh, Peter Avalon uh, a spotlight he here. He the whole match? <laughs> until the end, where he hit the uh, hit breaker. the code breaker for the win, and Jericho is about to use the uh, hits the uses the baseball bat. Completely Jericho missed. Appreciation no Society comes out. Okay, you try to fake hit somebody with a baseball I bat. I mean,
0: um, I think and, it's a lot easier than not, but but yes, Ricky Starks whatever. chased Don't, off uh, Chris Jericho, and then Jericho Appreciation Society jumped Ricky Starks. I thought someone was going to yep. save Ricky. And
1: nope, because they're hyping it up that Ricky's going to. That's the reason why they didn't have anybody save Ricky is because he's going to go into a Revolution and beat Chris Jericho clean, no outside interference. Or maybe Action Dreddie becomes a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society and, and does a turn. Who well, knows? Maybe
0: it's the Ricky Starks Appreciation Society now. Maybe that could be it.
1: Maybe yeah. Maybe there's a new stable now. The R. Uh, the R S A S.
0: And then Chris Jericho's a babyface, <laughs> yeah. No. Or or he stays heel and somehow Jericho Appreciation Society turned face. Um. All
1: right. So next up, uh, you've said this uh, feud between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy has been a little bit goofy, and I thought this promo was goofy as well. Yeah. I mean, Christian Cage, great, outstanding, great delivery on the microphone. But then afterwards, you just have like Jungle Boy
0: digging a grave. <laughs> And that's it. Like, and, and, but the match is the No Holds Barred match. It's not even a Buried Alive match. <laughs> so, well, Christian in this promo said that the reason why he's back is because Jungle Boy said that he's going to win a title in 2023. And Christian said that's just not the case. He's going to be the one winning a title in 2023. So he challenged Jungle Boy at Revolution and then started trash-talking Luke Perry. And that's when the lights went out and Jungle Boy just happened to be at a, a cemetery digging a grave for Christian. Does this mean we're getting a boneyard match?
1: Ooh, a boneyard match? Man, <laughs> like, what, no.
0: like what it like <laughs> no, what it's, is it's a the no, setup? The setup is for a buried alive match or something. Yeah, It is not we're just not getting that.
1: Yeah. So um, so we're not we're getting a No Holds bart match for revolution. That's it. Uh, FTW title was on the line. Hook defeated Matt Hardy and like this was kind of set up again in a backstage promo rampage where they're like, yeah, I'll beat hook. Yeah. And if, uh, if uh, hook wins then he can get us a uh, mattress at Stokey Hathaway and we'll all be banned from ringside and it'll be no host bar. They're all excited about it. And then he loses. So with the health um, of Ethan about page, it. I like with the health of Ethan page. I liked hook. Um, hook's hair wasn't uh, all over the place. It's more serious side to hook. I was kind of a uh, de- depressed with uh, the non quaff that he had on his head. Um, but anyway, Hook uh, picks up the win. Stokely Hathaway, uh, you know, tries to use the cast there, uh, but Hook uh, hits transitions out of the uh, Twist of Fate for his Red Rum finisher. No, so, cool. It's going to be Stokely Hathaway versus Hook. I'm about it. Is that I think, on Revolution? I don't. Uh, it's not on there itself. Maybe they put it on the uh, the buy-in the or buy-in? whatever. I don't know
0: about that.
1: The zero hour, or whatever it's going to be called. They're all in San Francisco still, so. Uh, After this, though, you have Rio returning to television, picking up a victory over Tony Storm. So, cool. You know, you can't, Rio's got, like, one of the best track records in debut, and she's on
0: once every four months. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but Saray got involved, and then Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter came out. Britt was the reason why Rio got that quick pin. Yeah. And then they all brawled afterwards, and Ruby joined in.
1: Yeah. So, Yep. Cool. After this, you had the Revolution Casino Tag Ladder Match. The winner of this match would be going on to the four-way match at Revolution for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Best friends were supposed to be in it, though. However, earlier in the night, it was declared they were medically disqualified due to the attack by the firm last week. And who took their spot? It wasn't FDR. It was Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy that went to go win the entire match.
0: And it's funny because Orange I Cassidy looked like he was more injured than the best friends at that point <laughs> due to the opening contest. I know. Well, he...
1: Yeah, due to the opening contest. So um, I love it. I mentioned it last week. I said the fact that there's a lot of story that goes into this match and the fact that putting Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen in this match continues that story and all these work together because – where did the guns get their nickname from, Danhausen? So, and also too the whole Golden Globe thing, uh, and Orange Cassidy has had a vendetta with Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal for so long.
0: Oh, you still think that they're gonna be the ones in the match at Revolution?
1: Oh, Danhausen and yeah, Orange? absolutely. And I think the I it. was
0: under the impression that it's gonna be just the best friends.
1: No, I think it's going to be Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, and
0: I think they're winning the tag titles. But it's because... like, and people are, like, watching this match, and they're like, oh, we don't know who's going to win. Last week, oh, we don't know who's going to win. The only teams that were in the storyline were the thought, best like, friends at, and Triple J. At
1: the end of the match, I thought it was going to be the Butcher and the Blade winning, but, like... Because they were good. They, they had were a the very only
0: team in the storyline. It had to have been the best friends here. Or Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy for that. Yeah. Tony Nese, Davari, and Josh Woods came out during this. Do you remember who they, like, attacked? I don't remember. Was it to maybe set up Ring uh, of Honor or something?
1: Penta and Phoenix. Oh, so that's um, not Ring of it... Honor. No, that wasn't Ring of Honor. But got a... props to Penta for the uh, San Francisco 49ers gear. I like gear.
0: that. That was cool gear, yeah. Is he? He's friends with... George Kittle? Is he from the
1: 49ers? He is from the 49ers. I know earlier in the season, uh, Penta was at a game and gave uh, George Kittle a mask. Yeah. So, maybe maybe they'll show him in the crowd uh, Sunday at Revolution. Uh, and then after so. the match,
0: all four teams that were in the Revolution or that will be in the Revolution tag team match brawled. Yes, so. they did. And then oh. what was billed as, uh, we'll hear from Brian Danielson and MJF. They aired a video package first, and then. There's like four minutes left in TV time. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Brian said that MJF deserves to have his fiance leave him, even after MJF alluded to being suicidal last week. But, and,
1: like, like <laughs> I like to put, like, uh, Brian Danielson goes, oh, yeah, uh,. Pinning mats and banging rants, yeah, that's a nice thing to say when you have a fiance at home, like. Mm. So, um but yeah, just more more words between the two of these guys. It's gonna be an hour long Iron Man mass at Revolution, and let's get to it. It's prediction time. For AEW Revolution this coming Sunday, Uh, we'll start at the bottom of the card. You have Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a no-holds-barred match. It should be a buried-alive match, casket match, whatever you're going to do. But uh, I'm going to say Jungle Boy Jack Perry in this one. Yeah, it's Jungle Boy. Uh, The Elite will be defending their trios championship against the House of Black. Um, I know it's going to be the Elite, but I'm I'm rooting for the House of Black here, so I'm predicting the House of Black.
0: I am going the same route as you, but I'm going to pick the Elite. Okay. All right, hey, listen, it's all right. Uh, Jamie
1: Hader will be defending her AEW World Women's Championship against Soraya and Ruby Soho. I'm saying Jamie Hader here. Yep. Chris Jericho is going to be face- facing off against Ricky Starks. The Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be banned from ringside. Uh, big win here.
0: I think it's going to be Ricky Starks. Yeah, I feel like we're going to agree with every outcome. Well, with the exception of
1: um, the... the tag match. Well, just yeah. go that. Guns are going to be defending their four way tag team championships against the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Say Guns I, retain. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. I could. All right. Cool. Because, um, like some, I said before, I think FTR will return and take those titles from them.
1: But is there like a special event, or you know, they, there's the rumors that their contracts are up in April. Is there anything else coming up after Revolution?
0: I'm sure AEW's got some sort of special show coming up. They always um.
1: I feel like it's more like the summer because they have like Fight for the fall in and Beach Folks, Break. we
0: have AEW Return of Revolution.
1: <laughs> oh, another revolution. Revolution <laughs> <Yeah>. 2. <laughs> um, Samoa Joe will be defending the TNT Championship against Wardlow. I feel like since Wardlow's come back and they've really like put like the... the really made it like personal here, I feel like they got to put it on Wardlow and then just strap him to the freaking moon. No more starts and stops Wardlow. To the uh, moon,
0: as camera Grimes like to say, right? Where's he been? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. so Samoa Joe is um, probably just going to be going to Ring of Honor, I assume. So I'm going to say Wardlow.
1: I've heard. Did you watch that? No, I'm assuming you didn't watch that first
0: show. because No. I, where am I watching it? Yeah.
1: I, I've heard outstanding things
0: from it. I read the results and I know that like the the results of the Ring of Honor tapings just look like AEW Dark with Ring of Honor stars, but like um, where you know uh, where you look at each match and you're like that's winner winner. But I heard winner, they're winner,
1: like winner. very like I heard Zack
0: Sabre Jr. versus Blake Christian like Yeah, I heard phenomenal. fantastic matches were were taking place, but
1: Um and I heard Mark Sterling is like all over the show, which um, you know, <laughs> being a big major WF pod uh, person, uh, I'm all about it, so John Moxley, Hangman Page, Texas Death. It was never called the Texas Death Match. It's just called Texas Death. Um, uh, This is going to be bloody. It's going to be violent. And I'm saying Hangman Page. Silenced, aren't you? See? Um, We're not going to agree on
0: everything. I feel like it has to be Adam Page.
1: Yeah, right? You think so? Um, A lot of people are
0: saying, like, I just truly don't care about this main event it's for me john moxley versus adam page
1: yeah and apparently brian danielson uh, I, I read something this morning that brian danielson is trying to get tony khan to put that iron Man match on first because he likes to go to sleep early <laughs> um if that's the case i mean regardless yeah, i think well, MJF... why does
0: brian want to be working past 12
1: yeah but also too, they're on. They're, oh yeah uh, they're on the
0: west coast they can yeah, go yeah so later. it's like a
1: four o'clock um yeah i hope this doesn't go till midnight hey i'm I working feel like it's so i'm going to I'm working, so I'm not going to get home till ten o'clock. So so it's you'll like, see the main event.
0: That. <laughs> that's it. Like when last year, Busters, last year's Revolution home. had uh, twelve matches with three on the the kickoff. Okay. So, so here you. have I don't think Ada they're moving now. any of these eight
1: matches. I think it might be it might be short matches though, but regardless, MJF is winning. Uh, yeah. uh, sixty-minute Iron Man match, um, and that's it. AEW Revolution. We'll talk about it in full detail next week. Um, Unfortunately, this week I don't have a match of the week because I've been very busy. I've really, really. I watched AEW Rampage and Dynamite this week, and I watched a little bit of uh, Impact from last night, which was always good. So, uh, anyway, Brandon, who are yeah, Chris Bay and and Chris Bay and uh, uh, Ace Austin defeated the Motor City Machine Guns. So I'm about that. Uh, Anyway, Brandon. Who are you shouting
0: out? Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout-outs? The first shout-out goes to On My Block. Did you ever watch this show?
2: On My Block? It first no.
0: premiered on uh, Netflix in 2018, and I'd been meaning to watch it. I didn't realize that it like went all the way back to 2018. But there's a spin-off now, so I'm like catching up on the whole show and okay. I'm enjoying it. It's based on like a rough inner city neighborhood in Los Angeles and focuses on like a group of lifelong friends who all have to deal with the ups and downs of living in that rough neighborhood. Uh-huh. So I would say check it out if you enjoy programs like that. I'm not there's like, familiar There's serious with it. stuff. There's comedy in there. Uh-huh. And then uh, the spinoff, I believe, is called Free Ridge, but I haven't gotten up to that yet. Okay. Um, I think that's what it's called. The next shout-out is going to Junior's Cheesecake. Oh, one cheesecake, talk to another. <sighs> yeah, because I was suggested a video on YouTube. Do we speak about Cheesecake.
2: Yeah, Cheesecake Factory. Oh yeah, you you trashed them. (laughs) You trashed. You took out your anger on. You trashed Cheesecake Factory because you didn't want to reveal who else you wanted to trash. That's
0: why. Ah, Um, but yeah, a YouTube video got suggested to me. The video itself is from a few months ago, but it was how Juniors basically makes their cheesecakes. They have a factory now in Jersey because there was just like too much of a demand. I have to go to juniors. I still have never been. Oh wow! Well, it's a lot more expensive now. They speak about that in this video, um, huh. and they also mentioned the cream cheese shortage of twenty twenty one. Did you do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I remember is that. that. Not crazy. Yeah. That, like, I mean, I wasn't really in- affected by it too much. Yeah, I
0: wasn't affected either. But just to know that that was a thing is just crazy. Yeah. True. But it was cool to see how everything was done at the factory and how all the cheesecakes were made. I've had uh, not many Junior's Cheesecakes in my life, but I remember the very first time I had Junior's Cheesecake was when I was a kid. Somebody from my dad's office uh, bought us a Junior's Cheesecake from Brooklyn, and uh, it's just fantastic.
2: I gotta have it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I haven't had Junior's in years at this point, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, no. at least maybe I might have been like the last time it was 2019. Cheesecake wise, might yeah. have been I don't know if I had like a, a sampler platter thing from Costco in in more recent years than that. I'm not sure. Mhm. But it, I would definitely recommend going to Junior's Cheesecake and getting a piece of cheesecake. All right, let's go. And uh yeah, my last shout out. There's a uh, there's I think there's two locations in Brooklyn if I'm not mistaken. I think two. One is the original and then they have uh I think two locations in Times Square. One that was near Carolines and then one that's on the Oh, uh,
2: that's yeah. There's two in Times Square. That I know. The
0: one uh what's it called? Broadway Alley or something? Show I don't know. show some something alley. There's like where where all the the Broadway shows are dagon alley no it's literally like i'm gonna say i don't know i'm gonna say theater alley i think it might be theater okay. row actually now that i think about it <laughs> <laughs> i think it's theater row there's there's one there um and then i think the other juniors cheesecake that's near uh caroline's used to be if i'm not mistaken ruby foos uh, uh an asian restaurant uh-huh that was a good place <laughs> but uh but Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania gets the last shout out. And I've seen some negative reviews of this movie. I think when it first like premiered there were a lot more negative reviews, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed this a lot. It has the action and comedy that you would hope for from an Ant-Man movie, from an MCU film. And I was thinking that maybe there'd be more stuff like to tie in other things happening in this movie. Do I have movie? to stop listening? No, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay, I just, I'm thought, just I, I just thought that there was going to be more like outside characters coming into this movie. Uh huh. But that that wasn't the case, and I think that's fine. What they gave us, I thought was was good. And I think Paul Rudd is just like too likable to hate this movie for anybody. So I don't know how people like <laughs> how they'd be Basher. like, oh, this movie sucked. Because I enjoyed it. And the stuff that, that he was doing as Ant-Man, I thought was good. Mm. And the other stuff that took place with the other characters, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. go see Ant-Man in theaters. Or wait for it on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure it'll be up there by May, I would say, before Guardians comes out.
2: Hey, let's get on to it. Yeah. Go see
0: it. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Our... That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. Uh, I got to say it's for me. I feel kind of dumb to say that I marked out for this, but the official account on Twitter for party down and the co-creator of the show party down, liked my tweet about the show. I spoke about the the show last week. I hadn't seen it yet, but uh, it airs on Friday. So I was able to see last week's episode, the first episode back from, from, 2010 and i feel like it's a lot like the i mean not a lot like it's exactly like the show from 2009 and 2010 so i'm i'm here for it i wish there was more episodes i wish i could watch them all at once
2: there you go that's how it's that's how we do it did
0: you watch any of these episodes ever or no
2: i have to see a picture it doesn't really well to me though
0: party down there a um, what is it like a catering service jane lynch was on Uh it adam scott a bunch of people. No. Megan Mullally. No.
2: Nope. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say no.
0: Any other mark out moments for you?
2: Uh, being in the six one nine, of course. Um, let's see. For me, I would say there was one PowerPoint presentation slide <laughs> where they were talking about.
0: <laughs> huh. I, I laughed. You said PowerPoint presentation. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there was a PowerPoint. Presentation and on it, they were talking about a few different traits and characterizing something. And one of the uh, well, two words that were used to describe was always ready. So I popped for that. I was just like, Always ready, nice.
0: I'm like,
2: Maybe I, yeah, I I told my friend for because I do this a lot of the social media for the account too. I'm like. Listen, we have to hashtag always ready, but we have to use a Z. (laughs) And so she did it, but by accident, she didn't use the Z. She used an S. And I'm like, ah, you missed it. So I tried. I tried to carry (laughs) over my mark them. I did have uh, one of my lectures. I did. So they ask you at the conference, um, or at least for the pre-conference, the class I was taking. They were like, share your name and tell us something about yourself. So my thing was, usually last year I said that I was part of the uh, Final Frontier review uh, a board prep course. But this year I changed it up. I said I was a host of a pro wrestling podcast. A uh, pro wrestling podcast because I am a mark. And you should check out Mark Out. I said something like that. And everybody smiled and everything. And I had somebody come up to me. Uh, asking what the podcast was. So I wrote it down for her and stuff like that because she said that her and her son always go to wrestling events and she wanted to pass the podcast name. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, so that was really cool.
0: Um, Yeah. I also uh, marked out that Mercedes Monet showed up to the premiere of The Mandalorian with the IWGP Women's Championship. That's cool. Yeah, and they, they had pictures of her... Doing like the tug of war thing with Rosario Dawson. That's, that's awesome. Also in regards to Disney, the, the trailer for haunted mansion came out this week. I have to watch it. Stacked cast. I'm just pumped to see this movie. Cause it's literally one of my favorite rides at Disney world.
2: Yeah. Mine too.
0: It seems like there's a lot more like tie in stuff to the ride. Okay. Not to say that the Eddie Murphy movie didn't. But I feel like uh-huh. this is just more. I can't say that because the Eddie Murphy movie did have a lot of ride tie-ins, but I yeah. just feel like this is like the trailer itself. It just felt more like Haunted Mansion than the Eddie Murphy version of it. Yeah, um, and then I like that they used a Roy Orbison song for the trailer. That's cool. Also, That's really uh, cool. I guess in in wrestling, mark out moments. Uh huh. Two K. Showed off a DLC search and find gimmick. Which is very similar to what they had a few years ago for a roster reveal. And I feel like it's very dumb to do that. Some of them are like obvious names. Like uh, like it says it on the, the search and find. It says Nathan Fraser. So that's really cool. It says Trick Williams. So again, that's pretty cool. But then there's like clues where you have to figure stuff out. There's Bray Wyatt's rabbit. We can only assume Bray Wyatt's rabbit. Uh-huh. It says bad newspaper. You have to assume that's for bad news Barrett. And then there's other things that are seen, like Wendy Chew's uh, face mask. There's I mean, Chase you could, could
2: be Bad Bunny.
0: No, Bad Bunny's the pre-order character, oh. so it's not for Bad Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Apparently,
2: Wendy choose out with injury. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that's why she hasn't been utilized why, right now.
0: Well, that's why I guess yeah. she got taken out in the parking lot then. Yeah, I heard she uh, is recovering from an injury right now. But if she's in that DLC, I'm pumped for that because, like, how many times have I said her moveset is, like, perfect for video games? Oh, yeah. But, like, Chase U is literally spelled out. Chase U, Diamond Mine logo's there. So I don't know if it's going to be Roderick Strong and Ivy Nile and Damon Kemp or just Ivy Nile or just Damon Kemp and Ivy Nile or something because I don't know how Roderick Strong ended up not in the game. Yeah. But I mean, there's a diamond also. So it's like, you have to assume that's DDP. You can see Eve. So you have to assume that's Eve Torres. Mm-hmm. It says Don, I can only assume it's D- Tony D'Angelo who shouldn't have been left Ooh. out. Their schisms Maybe. tree and they should not have been left out. Um, one part says OC, so again, you have to assume the Good Brothers are returning. A credit card for Tiffany Stratton, I assume. Mm-hmm. One person uh, I also saw pointed out, uh, Luna. It says Luna.
2: Oh, that's cool.
0: So if Luna Vachon is in the movie, uh, the, movie the, the game, I'm super pumped for that. Another person spotted the name, the word, Killer. And it's like... Cross? No, because... Karen Cross is in the game and he's not been killer in WWE. Killer, 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 so it's like the only killer. other person you could have possibly maybe even put it to is Killer Kowalski which is just like super out there. But oh, also yeah. Bruno San Martino is back in the game this year for the first time in years. Uh-huh. And they were opponents so it's like maybe that actually is something for maybe that is killer be Kowalski. Interesting. But then there's like, it's just like too many things to speculate on this where it's like, it's just, I feel like people will be set up for disappointment. talking about disappointment. Like there's a half moon and a star. How's that not going to be
2: Kamala? uh, (laughs) Nah. Well, talking about disappointment, disappointment, uh, it was 8 PM, no 5 PM and SmackDown or Monday Night Raw wasn't on. No. That was this SmackDown. Was it SmackDown that I was looking for? Yeah. I forgot. It was, it was it on was Friday, night. It was
0: SmackDown.
2: Yeah, that, that, that stunk. I was getting ready or something, and I was flipping through the channels, and I was hoping that it would be on because 5 p.m. PST is 8 p.m. EST. So I was assuming that it was going to be on TV, but unfortunately, it was not on TV, so that means that California, every single event is not live to them which is like weird to us, like weird to me. Like is it that weird that
0: yeah, that they don't get the event live? I don't know I, how I, that works with like different places. I remember being in Mexico and watching Monday Night Raw on time. That's the thing. I feel like in, when
2: I was in uh I think Denver, I was able to watch Monday Night R- or Smackdown uh, re- uh live real time. So it was definitely weird, but yeah, that was definitely not a high point. Super pets really funny though.
0: The rock. Yes, so check that out. Yes. But <laughs> that's our mark out moments of the week. That's episode 630. You can follow us on Twitter at mark and out, at @bttg161 on both Twitter and Instagram. Chris Sween dog, cm sweeney85, David ptdpt on both. Facebook.com slash Marking Out, Marking Out 11 on YouTube and Instagram, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Use the code MADNESS23 for 20% off by the 6th. Uh, TikTok at Marking Out, Amazon Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, MarkinOut.com. and we wish you the.
2: best, best of luck in your future endeavors.
0: Have a fantastic week!